Hi, sweets. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited for today. I It's been a couple weeks since we've done an Ask Me Anything, so I'm looking forward to answering some of your wonderful, delicious, kinky, educational questions, personal ones too. So let's get into it. Welcome to Sweet Release. First thing is a comment. I would like to speak to you. (laughs) So I just want to remind you all that I do one-on-one coaching, kink and intimacy coaching. Now, I am not a licensed professional therapist or psychologist, but I am someone that you can talk to. So if you're interested in speaking with me, if you're interested in, you know, asking my advice, some personal questions, some curiosities about your relationship, your partnership, your your fetishes, your kinks, um, maybe just opening up sexually. I am here for you. And that's where a lot of my clients are. They just want to talk. They want to just have that space to feel vulnerable. And I just kind of create this judgment-free zone. And I'm also, I've had so much experience in the realm of kink and pleasure. And so I do have a lot of feedback and insights and advice for you too. So please don't forget that I am available for that. So if you are curious, just reach out to me directly, send me an email and I will get back to you. And I would love to to chat and get to know you. So please reach out. But into the questions, let's get into some questions. Hey, I'm really into kinky stuff. My wife is somewhat into it, but not as much as me. I really want to try a third person in our sex. How do I start the conversation? So if you're curious about having a threesome, you know, first you have to be delicate with this. You have to also first understand like what your desire is, what your fantasy actually is. You know, what's the gender of the third person you want involved? How do you see it playing out? Like, what is it about it that arouses you? Is it that you want to see your part, your partner, your wife with someone else? Do you want to just have the experience with two bodies or three bodies together and, and experience two at the same time? Like, what is it about it that turns you on? And, or is it just a bucket list item? Like, is it something that you want to experience more of? Or is it, yeah, just something you want to try and explore and have fun with? So really just understanding like what it is that you like about it, um, because you have to communicate this to your wife. You have to let her know how you feel and approaching this topic can be a little scary, especially if you're coming from a monogamous relationship. Um, so you really just have to let them know like, Hey, this is a fantasy of yours. This is something I've been really thinking about. I've been listening to podcasts. I've been, you know, maybe watching porn, whatever makes you feel comfortable Um, opening up to her about that you think would resonate with her and then allow her to sit with it. Really feel like uh, how it makes her feel and kind of be intuitive. Like if if she's pretty cold, you know, it also can be very triggering to hear that from your partner if you are coming from a monogamous relationship, because it may make her feel like she's not fulfilling you in all the ways that you need. So I always also like to sandwich these um, conversations to like tell her something that you've been really loving and enjoying in your sexual life. Then maybe say like something that you'd like to improve upon and try something new or something that you're interested in exploring and then finish it off with another, like a sandwich that is like the compliment sandwich (laughs) that I remember learning at a young age, maybe offer giving her a massage or, or a compliment or something like 
it's just easier to digest when it's sandwiched in between all this good stuff. And sometimes it, it can be triggering. Sometimes jealousies can come up or insecurities can come up or fear. Um, so it's really just important to be delicate with the conversation and really take your time. I know I say that all the time that baby steps is so important, but I really do think if this is something that you really want to, you know, experience and communicate, you have to have all these conversations and know what your boundaries are too. Because when you start explaining like your boundaries and, and what you are comfortable with, but maybe not comfortable with, then that's going to give her this safe space for her to open up with you about how it's making her feel and her boundaries and, and so forth. So that's my advice for you. And please, again, reach out to me directly if, if you have any specific questions. Um, but that's how I would uh, generally um, start that conversation and move on from there. Good luck. Have fun. Hmm. Okay, next. So I met a girl recently and instantly fell for her. I'm pretty shy, so it took a lot to talk to her and even more to ask her out. I was thrilled when she said yes, but she later texted me, she's gay. I went from cloud nine to a hole in the ground. Do gay women ever have relationships with straight men? <laughs> well, first things first, you don't want to have a relationship with someone that's not interested in you. So, I mean, I can't really speak for gay women. I'm definitely consider myself bisexual or on that kind of queer spectrum. But if she said she's gay, if, if she's considering herself like a lesbian, then I, I would definitely think that she's not going to be interested in having a relationship with you as a man. Like she's, that's just not, you're not her cup of tea, but don't take that personally. I think of course it's, it's gut wrenching and it sucks when your heart is broken or when you're put your feelings out there and, and you feel it reciprocated, but then it's not like, it's okay. Your feelings are valid. That makes sense. Why it, it hurts your feelings and that you're so devastated, but you don't want to have a relationship with someone that's not interested in you. You want someone to worship you and love you and, and appreciate all of your parts for who you are. So, so to answer your question, do I think a gay woman would ever have a relationship with straight men? Like, I don't really think they would, <laughs> you know, I would also maybe have a follow-up question. Like, what does gay mean to you? Am I completely off limits? <laughs> you know, be more curious and ask her those questions um, to better understand it so that you can, you know, have some clarity around the topic in general. I think it's really important once people open up to you about their sexuality and and um, when you're building this bond or when you're getting to know one another to ask them like, okay, so what does that mean to you? Because it is such this range of definitions and sexualities and, and it is such a broad spectrum. So I do think it would be beneficial for you and, and make her feel heard and understood to, you know, ask those questions and say, okay, you're gay. So, so what does that mean? You know, and where does that put me? And, and she could just be saying that because she's not interested in you as well. Some women make excuses. Like they say, I'm on my period or I'm gay or, you know, whatever it is, because they're really just not that interested in you. And although I hate that cop out, it is very common because people are worried about hurting people's feelings. And so I would just really investigate further, be curious, ask questions, communicate and ask her. Um, but the truth is you don't want to be dating someone that's not into you anyways. So if she gave you that off the rip, then I would just take a step back and, and you've been friend zoned, unfortunately for you, but also fortunately, like that's great that she told you before you actually went on the date. So I, I respect that. Next, 
I find your mindset extremely interesting. Thank you. Do you ever feel jealous seeing your partner with another person? Yeah, of course. You know, I definitely like jealousy is this emotion that I don't like to call it a negative emotion, but I do call it a heavy emotion because it can come up and it can flare up at unexpected moments. And, and it's really difficult to understand why sometimes without diving deep into feeling them and really letting those sensations sit on your body. But yes, of course I've been jealous. Like jealousy is a natural emotion. I remember a specific instance in the beginning of my current relationship where um, we had this girl over and we took some Molly and we were having a fun night together, but Molly, sometimes it upsets my stomach. And I was uh, so bummed because I didn't think it would. I was like fasted most of the day. So I was all excited, but I started feeling like I was going to be sick and throw up. And so I ended up having to leave the sexy pile of goodness that we were having in the lounge space. And I just like went to the bathroom and I was in there for a while and kind of came back out and, and was like, just checking on everyone and they were still having a great time. And I kept having, I just didn't feel good. Like I didn't feel sexy anymore. And my stomach was just rolling and rumbling. And so I remember feeling jealous in that moment because I was having FOMO. I really felt like I was missing out on the night that we had planned. And although my partner came to check on me and like asked me if I was okay, if everything was okay. And like, is it okay to keep like going in there? And I was like, yeah, yeah, keep going. Like I didn't want to ruin the mood. I didn't want to ruin the night, but there was jealousy stinging inside me. And I kind of just like, wasn't fully honest with it in the moment. Like, I wish I told him like, Hey, I'm actually, am feeling a little bit jealous. Like maybe we could slow down until I, until I'm starting to feel better. But I didn't really realize that until a, a little bit later. And, and then I voiced it to him. But anyways, these jealousy emotions are common. And of course you feel them. I think that's why I've always talked about these baby steps in relationships. And in my previous open relationships, I felt far more anxious and just doubtful of the relationships themselves because it was just this free for all. And I always felt like I was missing out on these experiences that my partners were having on the side. And I, that's why I think it's so important to start slow and really understand what your boundaries are. And I am not a polyamorous person. So I really learned like what I like and what I don't like. Um, but in terms of jealousy, I really think it's a natural emotion and I think it's okay to kind of partner it with compersion, which I've talked about in the past, which is just like finding happiness in your partner's happiness, but also respecting your boundaries and understanding what feels good for you. But I think those can coexist together. And I think it's really important to recognize that jealousy can coexist with compersion. And you can also feel this like heaviness maybe, or just this you know, maybe insecurity or fear or, or, um, just fear of missing out. <laughs> um, that can, you can feel that and also be happy that your partner's experiencing some, like something without you, um, or whatever the case is. So, so yeah, thanks for asking. I, I do like to normalize jealousy because I think it's a common emotion. Um, and it can overtake us and end up in a way that is, not cool. And we don't want that to happen. So I think it's really important to recognize what your boundaries are, and that will really help you move forward with understanding your jealousy and your triggers and, and all of that to live just a happier, more pleasurable life. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Um, are you bisexual? Yeah. I talked about this just a moment ago. I am bisexual. I consider myself bisexual. Yes. I love pussy. I love women. And, uh, yeah, I was with a friend the other day and he was like, 
you were just such a bisexual woman. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, your gymnastics body, like the way I was dressed that night, I was wearing like a black leather jacket and these black knee high boots. I don't know why that made me look bisexual in that moment, but I kind of, I was like, okay, cool. I'm glad I'm putting off that vibe because (laughs) I wish more women would approach me and, um, yeah, be in my life. But, um, I, I am blessed with a lot of a lot of women and have had some beautiful experiences with ladies. So yes, I I definitely um, consider myself bi. Next. Hi, Barbie Jean. Have you ever had any issues with your partner coming too quickly? Our foreplay is amazing, but it's like right before I'm about to come, he puts it in and still only like five pumps. We used to be so in sync with our orgasms. I don't know what happened. Please help. Yeah, um, definitely. This is very common, like erectile dysfunction and has so many different forms. So, and it is unfortunate. And I know a lot of people suffer from this or a lot of women struggle with climaxing or reaching that orgasm because men, one, they're unable to sometimes last as long or keep it hard as long, or yeah, they're dealing with some dysfunction or, um, some issues. So Yes, this is common. Yes, of course, I've dealt with it. I think all of us have. It's important to know that women on average take 14 minutes to orgasm in partnered sex. And men on average take five minutes, which is such a discrepancy. That's a nine whole minute gap. So that is why foreplay is so important. And I think it's it's just so important to take your time and to enjoy each other's bodies. And, And the fact that you're talking about that then when you're about to get there, sounds like you are taking your time, but when you're about to get there, it's then only just like five pumps inside of you. And yeah, that sucks. Um, I would encourage, you know, obviously eating healthy, working out, like having a healthy, um, like, you know, having zinc in your diet, omega threes, like focusing on vegetables and, and fruits that have the good, the good vitamins in them is, is, is truly the base of having a, like having the longevity of sex and and having that erection last long. So that's good to to know, to like focus on your health and and focus on, um, you know, eating healthy and sleeping and all of that. You know, stress is also super huge. So it's really important to, you know, maybe there are some stressors in your partner's life. So if this is something that's been going on more recently, I would probably have that conversation and say, hey, like what's going on mentally? Is there anything I can do to support you? Like what can, yeah, what can I do to help you? Because oftentimes when you're unable to perform at your best, that means there's something else going on in the mind or the body. And so just being, having those conversations, maybe prioritizing, um, you know, mental health and, and therapy or meditation or yoga or things like that can really help your partner last longer. You know, the other thing is, is some of these like organic, um, supplements. And I just added, you know, I just launched my Amazon influencer page for those of you that don't know. I know I mentioned it in my last solo episode, but I just, I just launched this influencer page. So any toys or, um, you know, topics that I discuss on my videos, I have included them on my Amazon page for you to purchase and, and find, um, you know, some of these fantasies or things that we've talked about I just added in the must-haves section, which not only has these amazing butt wipes and and bidets and lube and some of my favorite vibrators, but now it also has these supplements. I've talked about some of these natural supplements that are proven to help 
um, you know, erectile dysfunction and, and help that blood flow stay in that region and really help your body um, feel more aroused and last longer. And a few of those are, are ginseng, maca root, which is like this Peruvian root. And so I, I've linked those in my Amazon influencer page, which I'll link below. But basically there's a couple that I put on there that have really great reviews and have these ingredients that have been proven to help that are natural ingredients. They're not like something from the doctor that has a bunch of preservatives and and weird shit in them. These are natural from the earth, um, which I fully support. So I would definitely encourage that. Like it's okay to have and need a supplement. Like one of my guests recently, he was saying like, yeah, all of us in the adult film industry have something to help us. So if you're, if you're needing that assistance, it's okay. Um, Obviously, you're welcome to talk to your healthcare professional as well. I'm sure they would have advice too. But for now, I would try some of those organic ones that I have linked um, with these natural herbs that really do help push that blood flow to that sexual region and keep you long lasting and more aroused for longer periods. Um, So that's what I would recommend among those other things that I mentioned too. And um, yeah, again, please reach out to me if you have any other personal questions. Happy to help and good luck. (laughs) Next, what's your take on medical fetish? I've always wanted to watch a totally naked woman undergo a complete medical, including gyno exam or be the doctor giving the exam. Yes, this, uh, you know, these fantasies and these role plays are so common. And so my take on that is fuck yeah, do it. I also linked some medical equipment and outfits and some fantasies and, um, you know, fun attire things that you can buy and accessories that you can buy in, in the one that's like fantasies and and role play. So check that out as well. Um, but yes, I really encourage spicing up the bedroom. So if this is something that encourage, this is something that interests you, if this is something that turns you on, like reach out to a lover or a partner and let them know like, Hey, or surprise them. You know, it's sometimes good to talk about it ahead of time, but if they're on their way home from work and you put on a fucking sexy doctor outfit, or even just put on a stethoscope and, and you know, whatever a hat or you something that you have, it's so fun to be surprised in these moments. And it, of course, it's great to have those conversations ahead of time, especially if it involves other people and, you know, talk about boundaries and safe words, but to surprise your partner with something fun and kinky and playful can be really entertaining. So please, I definitely encourage that. And I think that's really common. I remember one of my earliest memories with like the opposite sex was playing, um, playing the operation game, but we were like using our bodies. We weren't using like the actual, um, the actual operation game. Um, and, and it was like at such a young age, I remember feeling so aroused. So it makes sense why you're feeling aroused by this idea of like moving around their body and in and, and a, and a, you know, a doctor, nurse kind of dominant, submissive manner, that can be really sexy. So please tap into it. Really think about what about it turns you on. And yeah, please ask your lovers and, and just do it. Thank you for sharing. Next. Um, okay. What was your first experience of foreskin like? Do you think it aids in providing your partner pleasure? 
So if you want to hear about my first experience with foreskin, I'm going to um, share more personal questions in my new subscription YouTube subscriptions, <laughs> memberships. <laughs> so um, yeah, please subscribe and become a member and I'm going to have exclusive content often for y'all. Um, but I am going to ask, answer this next part of the question. Do you think it aids in providing your partner pleasure? Foreskin, I mean, yes, there are some proven medical documents that say, yes, there's more sensitivity there with the foreskin. Um, but does it aid in the partner's pleasure? No, I, I don't really think it does. Um, maybe it can add some extra lubricant. So in a way, perhaps it can. Um, but in my experience, I, I really have had a lot of experience with all different kinds of dicks and and I really think that you need to treat them the same. And um, I have this other question um, that said, I have had partners react negatively to my uncircumcised penis. It's not the norm in the USA. What can I do to help with help them learn how to work with my equipment? So I kind of want to answer these you know, together. Well, first of all, I'm so sorry that you're having these negative reactions to your uncircumcised penis. Like That's just really shitty. I can't believe people are being weird about it. I think I've, I've never thought that there was a stigma around it, but maybe it's because I um, have had experience with it from a young age and I've just never thought twice. And I lived in Australia and New Zealand and have traveled a bunch. So it's always just been in my life. Um, and I've never thought it's just kind of like how titties are different sizes, dicks are different and how vulvas are different. Like I've never, I, I guess I'm just kind of a judgment-free person in that way. I've, I've never been one to be like, ew, oh my God, you have a little turtleneck on the end of your dick. <laughs> like when it's hard, it literally is the same, but it just has a little turtleneck at the end. And so I just think that that's so shitty. I'm so sorry that you've been, that you've dealt with that experience that people are negatively reacting. I think it comes from, like you said, a lack of education. And so maybe approaching the topic with like, oh, okay, well, like, oh, why, why are you reacting this way? Or, or maybe, you know, maybe you have insecurities around it and you are kind of feeling triggered by their facial expression or, you know, you maybe are reacting to their reaction and um, blowing it out of proportion when in reality, that's not the case. Or maybe they just haven't experienced one before or whatever. So I do think having those conversations, if you ever feel like there's a negative reaction or something that doesn't sit right with you, then just like approach it and ask them like how they feel about it or, you know, let them know like, Hey, this is the same thing. Like you treat it the same, like there's just some extra skin here. Um, but it's literally the same thing. You don't have to worry about it or feel weird. Um, it's, it's the same. <laughs> it's still this beautiful, long, you know, shapely dick. <laughs> so um, yeah, educating them, I think is really important. And, um, just, you know, reminding them that all body types are so different. And so, yeah, you may have to let them know like what your preferences are, but that's how every single partnership should start is like letting them know like what you like and what you don't like. And it should never have to do with like your skin or, or your different shapes of your body and all of that. And, you know, I do have this other question, um, about body types as well. So we are a couple with curved bodies with some experience in the swinger lifestyle. My question might sound silly, but reflects how I feel sometimes. How much does appearance in terms of body type play a role for regular or even fit body type people to engage with people with our body type? So again, you know, 
Unfortunately, there are a lot of judgmental people in the world. And there's always going to be people with certain preferences and people that are size queens and people that only like this body type and blah, blah, blah. But we are moving more and more towards this inclusive community and judgment-free space where we are welcoming all different types of body types and we're welcoming, you know, all different skin types, but there's still, still, and you know, all different genders and, and all of that, but there's still so much room for growth. And so, you know, if you're feeling like your appearance plays a role, um, in exploring in the swinger lifestyle, that's, I mean, you probably have felt judgment from people in the past and that like feeling those feelings is completely natural and completely normal. But I, you know, I would like to say that through my experience in the lifestyle of the last many years, it's been far more inclusive and far more accepting of ages and body types and, and all of that. And so I do think we're moving to this more inclusive space. And I think the more that we accept, um, all different body types and welcome them and, and really respect everyone's preferences too, but know that like you are beautiful the way that you are. And there are so many magical beings in this world that are going to welcome that. And if people are giving you weird vibes or, or not accepting you in the space, then, then those aren't your people. Um, and again, please reach out to me because I would love to give you, you know, field is a great way to find people to date and, and FetLife is a great place to find like-minded individuals. But if you're getting some like negative feelings towards or negative reactions from people, then just, you know, those aren't your people. And I, I really do think that the community is, is so vast and so broad and, continuously welcoming. Like it's a, it's, it is about looks sometimes, but it's about your energy. And I've been with curvy women before, like the curviness is so sexy. And so I do find that some people like thicker women and some people like softer women, but I'm more an energy human. The older I get, like there's, there's a balance to both of it. But I do think like, if you are this sexy, curvy couple that are really into each other and really into exploring and and all of that. And I really do think that you'll easily be able to find um, a community that supports you and welcomes you for who you are. Okay. Next. Do you think playing sports makes us more horny? I was a multi-sport athlete and couldn't help but get turned on when a girl on the cross country team would pass by in her bun huggers. (laughs) Don't even get me started on volleyball. I couldn't even stop looking at boys on the swim team in their speedos. Yes, girls in bun huggers, which I don't even know what that means. It sounds kind of Aussie um, or yeah, European. I'm not really sure. And then boys in Speedos. I fully support both of those images. Yes. And I'm glad you love men and women. Fuck yeah. Um, sports making us horny. Yeah, I think that's I think that's natural and common because when we... Um, you know, use our muscles and use our endurance and our energy to be in a sport or to practice or to be athletic, we are, that's boosting our energy levels. It's, it's making or stimulating our brain in many ways. It's stimulating our body. It's making our muscles tighten and and relax in, in ways that 
can be very easily correlated to an orgasm and pleasurable experiences. Like it's all about the body. It's all about the energy and the muscle contractions and the brain. And so all of that, if it's happening, like it happens while you're working out, of course it would make you turned on. And of course that could just arouse you easily. I know that like when I'm working out, I feel sexy. Like I'm, I love taking selfies in the mirror at the gym and like, you know, I'm working on my muscles. I'm working on my body. It's like empowering. So that too is another reason why I think we often are like feeling sexy or getting turned on in the gym or turned on when we come home from the gym maybe is because all of that blood flow and all of that energy that we're putting into our bodies is also just feels empowering and feels really good. So I think that's completely natural. And yeah, I would encourage you to have some sweaty sex next time you're, you come home from the gym or yeah, um, maybe a role play something with your, with your partner and some bun huggers or a speedo and have a little fun with it. Um, but yeah, now I'm going to answer some personal questions. So please go over and subscribe and become a member, my sweets membership. If you're curious about learning about what am I talking about? I'm talking about nipples. I'm talking about oral. I'm talking about anal. I'm talking about um, my personal experiences with surfers in bed, um, top sex stories. Um, yeah, details, details about my personal life. So um, yeah, thanks again, guys. I, I really appreciate you being here. Thanks for all the questions as always. I will link the question um, link below if you're curious and want to ask me more questions. And um, thanks so much for being here. Now, just a reminder, be sweet to yourself, be sweet to your lovers, be sweet to those organic and gentle conversations. Just be sweet, be sweet and embrace that sweetness. All right, y'all. Talk to you soon. Much love. Bye.